Alrighty, I want to personally welcome you out today to a brand new episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. For those of you that are new here, for those of you that have not listened to the show, I want to welcome you and thank you so much for downloading the podcast. Welcome to the family, everybody. My name is Chris Hollifield. I am your host. Welcome to my podcast. Today on episode 560, this is a fun conversation that I had with Christy Gilbert. She is a, a foodie influencer over on Instagram. She does the Instagram account Fig Eats. And this is a fun conversation where we got to talk about uh, kind of the motivation on what, what inspired her to start the account, you know, some of the food that she reviews here in Salt Lake City, why she enjoys what she does, and uh, what, what the purpose of her account is and whatnot. Uh, really cool to get to know her better. We, we're going to get into that here in the uh, conversation here in just a minute. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys that I'm a real estate agent here in Salt Lake City area. So if you're thinking of moving to the area or possibly just moving across town, give me a call, shoot me a text. I would love to answer any questions that you might have. Uh, my direct cell phone number is 801-244-2908. If you just want to text me and say hello, I love that as well. So, so get in touch, let me know. Uh, like I said, Christy Gilbert uh, from Fig Eats is on this episode of the podcast. Super fun conversation, so much fun to get to know her. Let's jump into that conversation. Let's get started. I mean, I want to start right with, with Fig Eats. Uh, when you decided to, to start the Instagram account, and what was the motivation behind starting uh, Fig Eats? There were a couple of things. I started this at the end of 2019, which I look back on that now, and I'm like, oh, we were so innocent at the end of 2019. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I have taken pictures of food and posted them on various like Facebook and Instagram for a long time. And I felt like it was maybe annoying to my friends on my personal Instagram. I thought they would maybe prefer not to see like a sandwich that I had. So that was the main reason, yeah. like spare my loved ones from my sandwiches. And then I have a couple of really good friends who are vegan and it felt weird to me to post animal products. They never said anything. They were really cool. But I was like, well, oh, that's kind of weird. Maybe I should have a designated, dedicated place for food so that people can avoid it if they would rather not see it. And I also just thought it would be fun. Like I'm obsessed with food. So I thought if I had like a visual diary of all the things that I loved eating so I could look back on it and remember all those like magical bites. I just, and, it, and it has been so fun. So haven't looked back. Really saved me during the first year of the pandemic when I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> Which, which I want to get into all of that here in just a minute, but I'm kind of curious. You were mentioning how you didn't want to flood your regular Instagram with all these food pictures, right? Yes. So you start this other Instagram and I'm sure your friends kind of caught wind of that, right? They're like, oh, oh yeah. And they all followed it. <laughs> but was there a bit of like, were they kind of, did they kind of poke fun at you? I know people like kind of poke fun at people of like, oh, you're taking pictures of your food again. And you know, and, and I just didn't know if you found any discouragement there, like, especially in the very beginning of starting this, where you're like very self-conscious and you're like, oh, you know, my friends are going to judge me that I'm taking pictures of this food or was there no, no, um, none of those thoughts. So a couple of things, number one, I am not by nature, a very self-conscious person. I think if you okay. look at my Instagram, that becomes pretty apparent. So it didn't, I wasn't really nervous about it, but also 
I'm the oldest of six, you know, one of those big Mormon families. I have four brothers, so I'm very used to being teased. I've been made fun of my whole life, and they obviously, like, they still make influencer jokes all the time. (laughs) And it's very good-natured, and that's, like, the most reaction that I ever get is people making influencer jokes. I think I am more worried about slowing down a meal taking photos than any of my loved ones are about having to watch me awkwardly take pictures of everything. So overall, pretty good experience. All my friends that I was trying to save from the sandwiches came over and followed my Fig Eats Instagram, including the vegans. So I was like, all right, well, <laughs> now what do you, you mean no by use now? What do you mean by slowing down a meal? Are you talking about like if, when you go out to eat like with a friend or something and you're, you're taking pictures or Right. Cause I, it's been really a long time since I ate something I didn't take a picture of first. I most often take pictures and I'm always afraid that my, that whoever I'm eating with, my siblings, my on a date, whatever, that they'll be like, really? So I try to do it very quickly and not like slow down the meal. Now, are you just taking pictures with like your iPhone or, I mean, do you have like a, like a, a regular, you know, camera, DSLR camera or anything or no? I have one. I've never used it for a food photo. Okay. <laughs> or honestly, anything in a decade. It's in a yeah. drawer somewhere. So yeah, I just shoot them all on my iPhone. That's crazy. That's cr- so. I mean, when you first okay, well, let, actually, let's. Any meaning behind the name Fig Eats? I mean, is that <laughs> is that like a nickname, Fig, for yourself, or where's yes. the, where's that name come from? Uh, uh, that is the name that my siblings have called me since I was little. My brother came up with it. It doesn't have like a cool story behind it. It just like, he just started calling me fig and very few people use my like actual first name in my life. I'm a big nickname person. So when I used to post food on my personal Instagram, I would always hashtag get fig eats so that I could go like click on the hashtag and find them, like see them all organized together. So it just felt like it made sense to me to do fig eats as my food Instagram handle. And of course people all the time are like, what, what do you like love figs or, and I'm like, I do actually, but it's just a weird childhood nickname and they all still call me fig. (laughs) It's very fitting though. Like, uh, you know, cause fig is a food and fig eats and, and uh, it's a very fitting, um, name. So I was kind of curious. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to ask that. Now, when you started this Instagram, you mentioned how you had like a personal Instagram, right? Did you, did you know much about Instagram? Did you know like even how to grow your following? Like, were you no. any sort of influencer? I mean, did you no, no, any no. of that? No, I have like 700 friends and family and former students and stuff on my personal Instagram. I didn't know anything about doing any kind of Instagram other than just for friends and family. And I still like, that's my preferred audience is just people who are cool, who are mm-hmm. like interested in food. I haven't really tried to make it a, like a professional or a really serious thing. It's much more fun for me to not take it very seriously. Has it, I mean, what's the direct, I mean, you, you, you've been doing this, I mean, three years now, right? 2019, yeah. you, you said you started, so we're 2022. I mean, yeah. have you, you said you didn't want to turn it into anything professional or any, I mean, has it opened up any doors for you? I mean, have you... <laughs> Have you been able to to maybe create any sort of business with this or are you just solely hit doing it for fun or are you getting some free meals out of this or, or what? There are some free meals, fewer than people think, but there definitely are. And, and I'm always so grateful for that when a restaurant is like, hey, come try our food for free. And I'm like, okay. But a couple of things that I have done as a result of starting Fig Eats 
is food writing was the the first one that I did. I've written a couple of pieces for Gastronomic SLC. I don't know if you're aware of that website. I think it's I, I am, yeah, yeah. Food website in Isn't town, that yeah. Stuart over there? Stuart, yeah, yeah. Stu, yeah. yeah. So I've written a few things for him because he just reached out one time and was like, do you want to do food writing? And I was like, yeah, I do want to do food writing. And the other thing is that one of the business owners I met, his name is Brentley. He owns Old Cuss Cafe, which is a vegan coffee shop and cafe, mm-hmm. asked me to bake vegan cookies for the cafe. And I do that. I've been doing that since December last year in December. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't done this Instagram. So a couple of things outside of Instagram that happened because of Instagram. Talk about these vegan cookies. So what do you, you make them <laughs> and sell them? Or Yeah, I just okay. make them in the shop and he sells them uh, in like the little in-house pastry case. Okay. Well, okay. So, I mean, is, I know, it's how, bizarre. How many, no, 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 no. This is cool. So you go into his, what, where, where is this at? Did you say? It is on main street and like 22nd South. So and what's the name, South what's the name of the place? What's old cuss. Okay. And so, so he reached out to you and now you go in there and bake cookies inside this business. I do. Yeah. How, how, like how many, just for his shop though, you're not doing this right. commercially. Yeah. Right. Is that something you would like to do more of? No. <laughs> okay, no, okay, okay. I mean, it's really fun. I love doing that. It's such a, it's a really creative endeavor. And my like normal office job is not a creative job. And so it's fun to have something like that to do on the side. I've met a lot of cool people and I love baking. I love sweets. I baked a lot in the early pandemic to just kill time. Cause I was, I think I've mentioned very bored. And Brent used to have a coffee truck and that was how I met him. He drove the truck around town and I would go get coffee because his coffee is phenomenal. You mm-hmm. should try it. Mm-hmm. So he wrecked the truck on black ice last year and I took him cookies as like a consolation, you know, like, I'm sorry, you wrecked your truck. Here's some cookies. And he tried them and was like, you want to, I'm going to open a shop. Do you want to like sell these there? And I was like, sure. And that's the whole <laughs> That interaction led to all of this. Now I spend all of my free time baking. Like how many cookies do you, do you think you go, you make a week there? Uh, like a dozen, at least, two dozen? Like probably a hundred uh, well, okay. is well, an average week. We've had some big weeks, like during the holidays, it's busy and it was probably 200. Okay. I, I want to yeah, go try I mean, one of these cookies now. I got to well, go try Well, I would love you to. Let me know. We'll get you a cookie. You know, there years ago, there was, I remember, um, so I was, I, I used to, I was vegan like 20 years ago, longer than that even. And oh, really? Okay. Was it uh, Alternative Baking Company? They, I, I don't know if you've ever had, the, I think that's the name of the business. They, they make these cookies. Oh, and I remember when they released these cookies, they're a company out of San Francisco or something. I mean, vegan cookies were so few and far between, you know, 20, 25 right. years ago. Right. And these things were just amazing. So that's why I'm kind of curious to go try yours now, you know? Uh, <laughs> well, I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. So what, I mean, you, how often are you posting on this Instagram account? Like, are you, are you having to go out to, you're, you're not like just posting meals either that you just go out to eat, right? Like some of this stuff is at home, right? Stuff that you've made at home or is it all just going right. out to eat? Yeah. Oh, there's a little bit of home cooking, not a lot. And I typically, my focus over the last few years has grown to be very local business centered. Like I really want to lift up and support and send business to 
like small businesses around Salt Lake City. I know a lot of business owners now. And plus, I just I'm a community person. I just really enjoy this community. So that's like I try to mostly post things that promote a local small business. And sometimes that's something in my house. Like I buy local peaches and I make peach desserts and post about them. But most often it's a restaurant. And I would say that I post probably almost every day, maybe not quite every day these days. Does it get challenging to keep up on it? Yes. (laughs) The main reason to post every day for me is that if I have like a huge backstock of food photos that I haven't posted, I get really overwhelmed and want to just delete the internet and never do it again. So I try to stay on top of it by posting frequently so that I just moving things through. Yeah. Well, cause a lot of people, you know, you, you mentioned how you have an office job and all this and that. And it's like, a lot of people don't realize, like even myself, it's like the podcast isn't the only thing in my life. Right. So it's hard to right. always keep up on messages and comments and sometimes stuff goes, you know, you, you miss something. And it's like, if you don't have a, a secretary almost, it's hard to keep up on all of it. And I just didn't know if you kind of dealt with the same battles at all. Yes, sometimes, Sometimes. which is also a good reason to not try and take it too seriously because then there isn't ever pressure because the the stakes are so low if I just don't post things on Instagram. Less so for you. Your stakes are a little bit higher, but I think you do a great job. It looks like you do this all the time. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, I. it's been been interesting uh, to, to keep up on it week after week after week. You know, some weeks you just don't want to do it. Yeah. Do you ever not do it? Do you just like well, full, take a week off? Full honesty, uh, that's that I probably in the 10 years of me doing this podcast, I, I haven't, I probably have only missed as many times as I have fingers on my hands, but I actually took this last week off. I, 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 the, the last episode before this was my 10 year anniversary recording. And this last week, uh, the person that was supposed to be on the show, they ended up canceling on me and um, I don't have interviews built up like I should. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take the week off. I'm just not going nice. to release an episode this week. And it was it was kind of nice to just not worry about it. Yeah, it's like um, taking a mental health day. And, and I think that's work. important yeah. to you do. just took a mental health week. <laughs> I, 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 there's, so, there's so many podcasts out there. And I'm sure I'm not the only one where I feel like I can't keep up on my audiobooks. I can't keep up on my podcasts. And so I love it when one of my favorite podcasts occasionally take a week off because then I feel like I can catch up on oh. um, listening to content because there's so much content out there. I know, right? And so um, have you ever thought about doing a podcast like with Fig Eats at all? I haven't. You no. Have? Well, I put the idea in your head <laughs> now, right? I love podcasts and I love to talk. But I don't, I mean, I don't think that I would have time to make one, probably. Fair enough. I mean, where would, I, mean, I think I'll just listen. I think I'm a listener, <laughs> lifetime listener right here. And we need those too. We need our, our podcast. Where would you like to see this go? I mean, do you have any big goals with this Instagram account or kind of like you said, just don't take things seriously and just have fun with it? Is, is that kind of the direction you're going or, or do you, do you have a direction you want to go with it? The, my main goal is to just eventually eat everything in the Salt Lake area. So I'm making progress toward that. (laughs) But other than that, no, it really is. It's a passion project. It's a way to engage with the community. 
it's like a little version of community cheerleading where I'm just excited about stuff all the time and trying to get other people be excited to be excited. And that's, that's it, honestly. Any favorite, um, (laughs) food places that you've enjoyed recently? Like what are some of the favorites? I mean, this is a typical question I I ask more towards the end of the show of like, you know, what are your favorite local eating spots? But since you're a foodie podcast, let's kind of delve a little bit in there just for a second here. Like what are some good places that you've been enjoying that my listeners might enjoy as well? Since my entire life is my favorite local food places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's tough because like, I'm a person who speaks in superlatives. My mom used to tell me when I was little, like not everything can be your favorite. That's not what favorite means. Cause that's the way I prefer to talk about <laughs> stuff. Like everything is my favorite. And she's like, no, that's not, that's not what that word means. So places that I go to more than once are typically how I measure like what an actual favorite is. Cause that's pretty rare for me. I like to try new things a lot. I would say any of your listeners who haven't been to Central Ninth Market, which is on Ninth South and like Second West. Have you been there, Chris? I haven't, no. Okay. So it's pretty new. They opened in, I think, 2021. Okay. They're like a deli counter and a little specialty market. They make sandwiches on their own house focaccia bread that's absolutely mind blowing. And they make burgers on Monday nights, which I think are the best burger in the city right now. So I go there probably more often than I go anywhere else, like maybe once or twice a month. To go try that place out and maybe even bring them on the podcast, you know? Oh, you should. They would be so fun on the podcast. Is there? You They're were, really cool guys. You were mentioning burgers. Is there a, a, a food? I mean, obviously you eat meat now uh, or, or, or maybe you've always eaten meat because we've talked about vegan cookies and stuff. Is there a food you won't eat? Or are you like, you eat gluten and meat and, and all that or no? <laughs> uh, I... There's nothing that I won't eat. I do. I don't have any food intolerances, which is nice. Like gluten and all of that Uh is fine with me. There are a few, a very few things that I don't like and I keep trying and I keep not liking them. The main one is shrimp. I just think shrimp is so terrible. Really? (laughs) Yes. And I keep trying. I know everybody loves it. I think the texture is like a finger. I think it's like biting into a finger. Okay. Okay. So that's, I'm sorry if I've ruined shrimp for you, but it doesn't sound like that's possible if you're a shrimp lover. Yeah. I prefer to eat a lot of spicy food, a lot of vegetables. I love sandwiches. I love sweets. There's not a lot that I won't eat, but those are the things that I look for the most often. Just, you know, cause I, I ask, cause I've always wondered how that would be for me because there's a lot of foods I don't eat, like I don't eat gluten and, and, and certain ingredients, stuff like that. And so I've always wondered, like, if I was to do something food related, if I would be able to do it to the fullest extent of it, you know, where, cause I wouldn't be able to talk about everything and somebody like yourself that can just eat everything. It's like, well, you're a good resource for, for people with food in Utah. Now, granted, I guess I could do like a gluten-free Utah or something like that, but. Sure. And I think there would be like, you have an audience. There are a lot of people now who are gluten-free for whatever reason. And it's a hard thing to be because yeah, it's hard to find things that either don't have gluten in them or that aren't in like a cross-contamination situation where you can't eat it even if it doesn't have gluten in it. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me for gluten-free stuff all the time and there are some good places here to go, but but not a lot. It's a hard thing to make. 
What about favorite desserts? Any favorite desserts in, in Utah or the Salt Lake City area? Like, you know, I, I always just talk about food, right? Like favorite local eating spots. Well, let's let's kind of hone it in on a dessert. Any, any okay. favorites? I love that idea. Yes. I have so many favorites of everything. A lesser known one that I'm always trying to send people to is in Midvale. It's called, it's spelled Sagato, S-A-G-A-T-O. Okay, never heard of them. Tell me more. Yeah. It's a New Zealand style bakery. And a friend of mine named Ashley, who's Samoan, says, told me once that this is a Samoan word and that they would pronounce it Sonato. So that's how I always say it. But I wanted to point out for anyone who goes looking for it, that it actually has a G. So Sagato or Sonato, however you want to say it. They make like savory meat pies and sausage rolls and stuff that are just delicious. But they also have desserts. They're mostly cakes. They have like a guava cake and a halpia cake, which is coconut. And they have this little thing called a lamington. And it looks a lot like a strawberry zinger, if you remember those. It's like a hostess snack cake, like rolled in pink something and then rolled in coconut. (laughs) Oh, if you could take a day off of gluten, this is where I would send you because they're, 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 um, strawberry, I think it's strawberry, strawberry lamington is delicious. That's an excellent dessert. And I might have to try, you know, I mean, I, you know, I could eat, I, I might cheat once in a while. My stomach might not like me, but you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's like survival, yeah. right? To eventually, <laughs> it's a mental health day again, mental yeah. health day off of being gluten-free. I also think that the Salt Lake City Farmer's Market is such a good place to go for sweets. You can get my favorite Egyptian and Middle Eastern style desserts from a small business here called Aziza. My friend Mena runs it. Mm-hmm. She makes the most phenomenal little Middle Eastern pastries. And you can find her Saturday mornings at the farmer's market. So that's a top dessert. Also, Pie Party is at the farmer's market. She makes, I mean, it's what it sounds like. It's a pie party. Just phenomenal pies. You know, there's a there's a few Salt Lake City related questions we ask, and obviously, I already asked you know some of your favorite places to eat and and stuff like that. So we don't need to necessarily get in that direction. But one one question I ask pretty much everybody that comes through the show is is would you change anything about Salt Lake City or the Valley? And however you want to interpret that question, uh, whether it's something you would change that's possible or impossible. Um, is there, is there anything you would change if you had that? And, and it doesn't have to be food related either. I would like to get rid of the inversion. That's <laughs> not like the, that's kind of a boring answer. Cause I think everybody would that. like to get yeah. rid of the inversion. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, and that's the answer I, I want, you know, first thing yeah. that comes to mind. I mean, we all want that, right? We all want that. I would like there to not be such a long line at the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great for me personally, because <laughs> it's hard to drive past it. And it also baffles me every time I see it. I'm like, really? This is, you're going to line up for this? So I hope that doesn't just enrage any of your listeners, but that, that one confuses well, me. Yeah, like there's so many delicious places to eat. And it's like when you see people at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or all that, you're like, yeah. just drive up the road. And there's probably right. a mom and pop food place that doesn't have a line. That's true. And I do like everybody occasionally has to roll through the McDonald's. I think that's really some well, peak sure. food science. Yeah. They've made that stuff taste really good. Yeah. But but the line at Chick-fil-A, like it's out on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you have to drive around it. It's not that good. 
yeah, I don't, I don't personally care for it. Yeah. I don't love it. What about when family and friends, right? They come and visit us and they come into town They're They, they fly in They're They're from mm-hmm. the East coast mm-hmm. or West coast and they want, you know, give us the Salt Lake city tour. Show us around, Ooh. show us some of your favorite spots. Again, not necessarily food related, but just, uh, you know, where do you, where do you like to take people to, uh, you know, just uh, some people say, you know, the, the, the Mormon temple or the library or park city or the great salt Lake antelope Island. I don't know if you have any favorite places you like to take people to. Well, all of my favorite places are food. Cause that is just that, really that, my favorite yeah. thing. So there would be a, there would be a big restaurant and bakery tour, but I also think depending on the time of year, it's, I, it's like, don't come here and not hike. Don't come here and not go up in the mountains at least once. Cause it's beautiful. And so unique, like you can't see things like this everywhere in the world. Very, very true. Any, any favorite hikes that you recommend or, or I know I kind of just put you on the spot. I didn't, you know, if you have any favorites. I go most often to Mill Creek Canyon because I live in Mill Creek and and it's so accessible to me and it has gorgeous views and it has like a lot of variety. So if you have someone who's really hardcore and can go on a 10 mile hike and climb straight up, there are those. If you have someone who just wants to meander through the trees a little bit or there are kids, that's a good option. A lesser known one I like to send people to is the foothills above the avenues. Okay. I don't think that a lot of people know you can hike there and the views are killer. You can see the whole valley from up there. Very cool. Yeah. And that's, you know, I get a lot of people listening to the podcast that maybe just moved to Salt Lake, right? So they don't know right. where do I go? Where's the cool hikes? Where, you know, where are the little hikes? Where are the, you know, even places to eat or what's this activity? So, you know, hopefully they, they learned one or two things from, from you today, Christy. Yeah. Um, I moved here in 2016 and that's all I've done in the last six years is hike and eat. Where'd you move here from? <laughs> I grew up in Roosevelt in the Uinta Basin, so it's a couple hours away, very small town. Okay, no, I'm I'm familiar with Roosevelt. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I don't, know. you know, I just just people that I know and that have lived there and whatnot. But uh, well, very cool. I mean, any any advice to people that you would tell people uh, that are just moving to Salt Lake? I mean, I I don't know that any any anything you would tell someone that's just moved here. I typically would offer people some reassurance about Salt Lake City because I think there's a perception that this is such a like homogenous place that it's just going to be all white Mormons (laughs) drinking soda, which (laughs) there are a lot of, I mean, it isn't a racially diverse place for sure, but it's a really vibrant community with a lot of different kinds of things and food and people for being such a small city. So I would just be like, Hey, you're probably going to really like it here. Don't assume that everything will be white bread. It's not. We have very cool, tiny little international scene here. How can people connect as, as we kind of wrap this episode up a little bit? How can, how can listeners of my podcast uh, find your Instagram? How can they connect with you? Let's kind of, uh, let's, let's talk about all those different outlets right now. Okay. So at fig.eats is pretty much the main way. And I'm very responsive to DMs because I talk a lot. You can also occasionally catch me baking in the kitchen at Old Cuss, but I can't really tell you when I'll be there, usually late at night. Very cool. So find you on Fig Eats. And then I guess they could just send you a message there too if they want to connect yeah. with you. And 
I always tell people, hey, reach out and and let Christy know, hey, I, I heard you on I Am Salt Lake and and uh, <laughs> found you that way and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I get a lot of people who are like, tell me where I should eat tonight or what's your favorite place for coffee or your favorite place to get cocktails or whatever. And I, if I have time, which I usually make time, I'm happy to respond to stuff like that. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this episode up? I appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh, to record this with me, Christy. I mean, it's been it's been great getting to know you a little bit better and, and about your Instagram and whatnot. But anything, I mean, why the record button's still going and we're hot? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, no, thank you for what you do. I think that we're doing different kinds of the same thing, like shining a spotlight on parts of the community that not everybody sees. Yeah. And I respect and appreciate everybody here who's doing that. So this was super fun for me. All right. Many thanks to Christy Gilbert for joining me on this episode of the podcast. Go connect with her. Say hello. All of uh, the links to connect are going to be on the uh, website for this podcast at IamSaltLake.com. Go say hello and let her know that you heard her on the podcast. Hey, are you part of our Facebook group of the I Am Salt Lake community on Facebook? Uh, It's really easy to join and I cannot urge everybody, please come and join us. We need all the listeners of the podcast there. I mean, we have so much fun in there talking about things going on in Salt Lake City, talking about things with the podcast. It's just a great way to connect with like-minded people. Uh, It's really easy to find. Just search for I Am Salt Lake Community when you're inside the Facebook page and you'll find, uh, find us join us, say hello. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right. I'm here every week with a brand new episode. Make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast app you listen to podcasts in. That way you don't miss a single episode. And we'll see you guys next week on the next episode of uh, I Am Salt Lake Podcast. Bye now.